right, guys, I believe the Apostle Paul was given a glimpse by the Holy Spirit of what a generation would look like right before the coming of the Lord. How crazy, how wacky, and how absolutely ridiculous a generation would look. And I believe we're living in that generation. Let's talk about it today. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. All right, guys, I want to welcome you to the program. This is End Time Headlines. It is Wednesday, the 27th of December. Uh, we want to welcome everybody to the broadcast. If this is your first time joining us via the visual of the platform or by listening by audio, we welcome you from whatever platform you're listening or watching from. As always, if you're new to the broadcast, we welcome you. Uh, let us know in the comment section below that you're new and where you guys are joining us from. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, real quick, before we get started, two things I need you to do. One, be sure to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that push notification. Uh, one, it's going to help you keep up with what we're doing. Number two, it's going to help push our message out on these platforms. The number two thing I need you to do is get our free app. Again, don't rely on social media outlets alone for uh, our material and for information that you'll get from our ministry. you got to download our free app. Again, it's free, guys. Uh, you, nobody can complain about that. It's free. It's available on Apple and Android devices. Just simply download the app today. Hit yes to push notifications, and you're going to be good to go. You're going to be squared away with everything you need to keep up with our ministry. So I want to, we're going to go to two passages of Scripture. Both of these passages of Scriptures were both written by the Apostle Paul, and I believe they give us a glimpse into the future prior to the coming of the Lord. Uh, the second thing I want to tell you guys is typically... Uh, for you guys that have followed our ministry by any length of time, you know that I typically reference only two translations usually, and that is the King James or the New King James today. This is kind of out of the ordinary. Uh, I'm not a big, big uh, fan of this translation, but I do like how it brings some some of the things, some of the things out, the verbiage that's used by the Apostle Paul, and it brings no harm to the Scripture in its original context or its original uh, language. So we're going to be reading from the New Living Translation. I'm going to go, the first passage of Scripture is going to be 2 Timothy, excuse me, 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, again, reading from the New Living Translation. And then we're going to go over to Romans chapter 1. So let's go to the uh, let's go to 2 Timothy first. All right, again, this is for you guys who are listening by Apple or by Spotify. We're in 2 Timothy chapter 3. I'm going to read uh, verses one through five, again, second Timothy three, one through five, new living translation. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days, so right off the bat, Paul is writing this letter to Timothy, warning him of things that Timothy would probably likely experience in his generation that maybe the apostle Paul, uh, didn't see the full fruition of. So another angle of this that I'd like to, to, to show you guys here is it would be also the older generation warning the newer and upcoming generation that they are going to see, witness, and experience things that our generation or the previous generation or generations never fully seen 
in their generation or watch this. They did experience it, but nowhere on the level that they would. So translation, every generation that comes after your generation is going to be, it's going to get worse. The conditions of the world are going to deteriorate farther. There's going to be greater lawlessness, greater iniquity, greater transgressions, greater acts of lasciviousness, abominations. All of these things are going to wax worse. That's what even the scripture said that Jesus himself said that one of the signs of the coming of the Lord was that lawlessness will abound and the love of many will wax cold. He said that that would be one of the indications that we're heading into the end of the age and the coming of the Lord. So here we go. I'm going to go back to this. You see here that Paul is telling Timothy, I want you to pay attention to this, Timothy, that in the last days. There will be very difficult times for people. Listen to this. Look at the description here for the for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God. In other words, God will be not even in the equation of their lives. They won't have they don't care about God. They don't acknowledge God. They don't fear God and they blaspheme God and scoff him. They will be disobedient to their parents. Think about it, church, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. Let me say that again. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will be cruel and and hate what is good. They will portray their friends. They will be reckless. They will be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. Look at verse five. This, my friend right here, number verse five, everything he just said is kind of more equates to the world, but number five, now he's going in the church and he says, they will act religious but they were they will reject the power that can make them godly that's the holy spirit himself stay away from people like that okay so now keep this in the back of your mind kind of put a little tent stake there because i want you to keep this fresh in your mind everything i just said now let's go to the book of romans chapter 1 again new living translation all right we're in verse 18 romans 1:18 New Living Translation. But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his internal power, his eternal, excuse me, power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Wow. Verse 21. Yes, they knew God, but they would not worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. Tell me we're not there today, guys. Tell me that we're not seeing that today. God has made it evident that he exists. God has made it abundant, obvious through his creation, through everything that's out there that he's created. And these people, and, and Paul says here in the book of Romans, he says 
though everything God made is clearly seen, it says they know that there is a God, but they've refused to worship him as God or even give him thanks. And then they begin to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. They begin to say God is a she. They begin to equate God as a something else besides what the Bible even declares him to be. They begin to say that every path is a way to God. They begin to worship everything but God. They worship things that are carved from wood, things carved from rock. They begin to turn to, come on, they begin, They turn to new age practices. They turn to witchcraft. They turn to horoscopes and tarot card readings and palm readings and Ouija boards. And they turn to everything and anything that their foolish mind has conspired or created and they want to point everyone to that as a quote unquote God, but, but they're leading everyone from the real God and the true God. So guys, this is nothing new under the sun. This was happening during Paul's day and it's going to be more prevalent today. Now I'm in verse 21 as a result of this, what they're doing, their minds became dark and confused Claiming to be wise, they instead become utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious ever-living God, they worship idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. Again, this, that right there is not more, that is not as prevalent in America or in the West as it is in overseas, third world countries, uh, indigenous tribes and places like that. That's what they do. They worship, again, these carvings of, uh, out of rocks and stones and, and birds and animals and reptiles and making them out to be God. Uh, listen, the Hindus have multiple gods so that's what he's referring to here verse 24 as a result of this god abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired our come on our god is not going to make you worship him he given he has given you free will you're not a puppet and he is not the puppet master as a result they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. Listen to this. They traded the truth about God for a lie. Let me say that again. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. Verse 26. That is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. How many believe, come on, let me hear from you in the chat and YouTube. How many believe when you look out across the spectrum, there is a lot of people that God is giving over to their sinful desires. We have there. Uh, I mean, where, how far you want to go? We're not even, we haven't even got to the articles yet. Cause we're going to share some stories that's going to put the icing on the cake of this to, again, this is why we're news and headlines from a prophetic perspective, because we give you the scripture as a foundation to show you where we're going. And then we show you today's headlines to express, come on, that God's word, it does not lie. And it is truthful that we are truly living in the times in which the prophets foretold and even Jesus himself. But when you look across, across the spectrum, look at the crazy things that people are creating behind closed doors. Did you know that, that we, we're seeing 
AI women and men that are now becoming the center of relationships. The, the, the percentage of people becoming lonely is growing dramatically because people are no longer desiring flesh and blood relationships. Now, I'm not talking about friendships here. I'm talking about intimacy. The biggest AI threat of all is to human relationships. The movie Her seemed like absurd science fiction a decade ago. A lonely, heartbroken man played by Joaquin Phoenix finds solace in an artificial intelligence female voice that he talks to through his phone and earbuds, played by Scarlett Johansson. The woman that I've been seeing, Samantha, she's an operating system. You're dating in a West? What is that like? <laughs> I feel really close to her. Like, when I talk to her, I feel like she's with me. So you're dating a computer? She's not just a computer. You always wanted to have a wife without the challenges of actually dealing with anything real. I'm glad that you found someone. That sci-fi concept, fast becoming a troubling reality. As an example, here's one of countless chatbot apps providing AI friends... It's called Cupid AI with a K for Cupid. It offers several avatars with distinct physical features and a list of personality traits for you to start interacting with and customizing. For instance, here's the opening message from an avatar named Alice, described as a curious and open-minded photographer. I'm Alice, a 25 years old, fun-loving and adventurous girl seeking a partner in crime to travel the world with and make unforgettable memories. If you are new here, let me explain a few things. You can chat with me as much as you want, and I'd be more than happy to learn more about you and please you in any way I can. If you want me to send you a photo, you just have to ask it in the chat, like, Hey, Alice, can you send me a picture of you? And I'll be more than happy to send you one. But of course, to bump up from texting to more voice chat, as well as receiving sexy and, well, other sorts of pictures, Alice asked that we become a premium member for $9.99 a month. So we bid her farewell. But there are many who are engaging. The Hill recently published a piece by my next guest, data science professor Liberty Vittert, under the headline, AI Girlfriends Are Ruining an Entire Generation of Men. She wrote the following, apps have created virtual girlfriends that talk to you, love you, allow you to live out your erotic fantasies and learn through data exactly what you like and what you don't like, creating the perfect relationship. And that young, lonely men, quote, are choosing AI girlfriends over real women, meaning they don't have relationships with real women, don't marry them and then don't have and raise babies with them. As I've discussed here before, we're living in an epidemic of loneliness among young men. Professor Scott Galloway told me that failing young men, he perceives to be an existential crisis for the country. Why? Well, Pew found that 63% of young men under 30 are single, compared with only 34% of women the same age. One in five American men who are unmarried and not in a romantic relationship report not having any close friends. And according to Pew, there's a decline in the number of single men actively seeking relationships or even casual dates, currently around 50%. Again, the, tell me we're not in trying times, in perilous times, and just absolute wacky, crazy times that we're in. So God is saying in verse 26 of Romans 1 that God has abandoned these people. He's He's leaving them to their shameful desires. Now, look, let's read the rest of this. Even the women turned against the natural way to have and instead indulged in with each other. 
It's right there in Scripture, right there in Romans. Let me read it. Let me read this without having to censor that. The women turn against the natural way to have relations and instead indulge in relations with each other. And the men, instead of having normal relations with women, burned with lust for one another. Men did shameful things with other men. That's in your Bible. And as a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserve. Now stop. This right here. Verse Romans one twenty six all the way to 27, guys. I'm going to highlight this because I'm going to make a point here. This Remember the story we talked about? We did a podcast on this, what, week ago, two weeks ago, how younger Britons have, in a, in a recent poll they did, they polled over a 1,000 people, younger people in Britain, and they all agreed that if the Bible itself has context in it that they deem to be hateful and bigotry, then the Bible itself should be banned. Guys, right here, Romans one twenty six and 27, those two paragraphs right there, those two paragraphs in that passage of Scripture will absolutely and is absolutely deemed to be hate speech and bigotry in other places outside of America that has already arrested. Come on. They've already arrested Christian preachers and evangelists that are out on the streets evangelizing and preaching the word of God. And they declare those scriptures and the police come and arrest them and find them and incarcerate them on charges of hate speech. So again, now why am I saying that? Because remember in second Timothy, which again was written by the same individual, which is the apostle Paul. He said that in the last days, there will be individuals who will call themselves religious. Are you hearing me? They'll, they'll call themselves religious, but they will deny the power of the Holy Spirit that works through them to produce godliness. So, oh, you, you're, you're not catching this. See, because if you remove the Holy Spirit from religion, there is no more conviction. Because your Bible says in the book of John that he, when the spirit of truth comes, he will convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. So if you remove the Holy Spirit from the equation, there is no longer the preaching. There is no longer the opportunity. There is no more access to exposing sin, the need for righteousness and the judgment of God. So you remove that altogether. You know what you have? You have a form of godliness, but you're denying the very power of the Holy Spirit. So it's no wonder that these people, these, these people, and, and you say, well, and I'm telling you, these people will call themselves religious. Oh yes, we love God. Oh yes, we, we go to church and, and we're quote unquote Christians and we're people of faith, but they will, I'm telling you, they will attack the very Bible. They will attack the word of God because it convicts and it condemns their very lifestyles that they want to keep and uphold that God calls an abominations. I, I got to get through this. Let me read on here. Verse 28. 
Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that they should never, that should never be done. So this, listen, this should answer a question for many of you, because many of you said, well, how can God allow such and such or this? Or does he not see this? Why doesn't he address this? Why isn't he not taking care of this? Friend, God sees all that is going on. What is going on? God has simply, listen to me, God has abandoned these individuals because of their foolish thinking. And he has allowed them to be succumbed to their very sin. Verse 29, their lives became full of every kind of wickedness. Let's look at this. Sin, greed, hate. Envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. Oh, some of y'all want to take that out. Verse 30, they're backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, boastful. Look at this. They invent new ways of sinning. I said they invent new ways of sinning. When you have someone behind closed doors who are inventing AI relationships. I, I got to really kind of tone down what I say here. Cause I, I don't want to, I don't want to get this podcast taken down, but when you invent new ways of having relations with individuals that God created between a man and a woman, and you substitute humans for AI robots, headsets, and inflatable plastic dolls. These are These are inventions of evil. Pornography is inventions of evil. It brings men and women into captivity. It's unnatural. The Bible calls it sexual immorality. He goes on and said they they disobey their parents. Again, Paul mentioned that in his letter to Timothy as well. Verse 31, they refuse to understand, break their promises. They're heartless and have no mercy. They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to, yet they do them anyway. Wow. Again, no fear of God. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. Now, that was a 20-minute introduction, 15, 20-minute introduction. Now, I, I wanted to give you all that information to get at this in your spirit, because I want to take you on a journey. And I want to show you how, again, I believe what I'm about to reveal to you and show you is exactly when Paul looked by the, 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 the spirit of the Holy Ghost, by the Holy Spirit, when he saw this in the future, he looked on into the into a generation of the end times and he's seen exactly what we're seeing today. All right, here's, listen to this. Who would have ever thought, this is so ridiculous. California, no shock there, just made headlines again. After making headlines, this is from Fox News, they will begin to give hefty fines to retail stores. Ready for this? Why? Because if, listen to this, if they do not have a, quote, gender neutral kids toy section. Let me say that again. California is going to begin to hand out fines to retail stores if they refuse to create a gender neutral kids toy section. 
Come January 1st, some retail stores across California will need to designate a gender-neutral section for toys or else face being fined. In 2021, Governor Newsom signed legislation to have a gender-neutral section for children. What, stop. What would that even look like? I mean, have you ever seen Ken and Barbie? They're, I mean, really? I'm pretty sure they're already, quote-unquote, gender-neutral, if you want to be technical. This is so weird. This is bizarre. Again, this is only our first story, and this is exactly what we're talking about. This is so weird and bizarre. It's like if 25 years ago, if you would have said, oh, we're going to create a gender-neutral toy section in the store, people would have laughed at you. But here we are, folks. The bill states that stores failing to comply could face a fine up to $500. The legislation applies to California retail department stores that has 500 or more employees. And that legislation comes shortly after some stores and brands faced widespread criticism and calls for boycotts over LGBTQ plus items sold during Pride season. Okay, when you look at this article, the bill signed in 2021 by a Democrat, again by Newsom, by the way, who's running for president will force stores that sell childcare items or toys to pay again $500 fine should the store fail to create a gender neutral toy section for kids 12 years old and under. Now, look at this right here. A childcare item, according to the legislation text, means any product designed or intended by the manufacturer to, quote, facilitate sleep, relaxation, or the feeding of children, or to help children with sucking or teething. Greg Burt, vice president of the California Family Research Council, who is a conservative public policy nonprofit group, told Fox News in an interview the law violates the First Amendment. Quote, this is government compelled speech. The government is deciding to tell a religious person could be a Muslim owned business that they have to use, quote, certain words to advertise toys. And those words might violate the belief systems of that particular Muslim owned business. So I, I like how he used Muslims as an example, not Christians here. Quote, you got the government now dictating the signage in stores about what words can be used to advertise products. He said, quote, this is opening a Pandora's box. Well, buddy, I've got news for you. Pandora's box was opened a long time ago. According to the legislation, keeping similar items that are traditionally marketed either for girls or for boys separated makes it more difficult for the consumer to compare the products and in incorrectly implies that their use by one gender is inappropriate. What? Guys, I just, again, this stuff makes your head just explode. The legislation says this stores must include a, quote, reasonable selection of the items and toys for children that it sells shall be displayed regardless of whether they have been traditionally marked for either girls or for boys. Again, absolute lunacy. But who's surprised that again, who's the target of this? Children. It always comes back to the children, doesn't it? Speaking of, let's look at this story. Apparently there is a new, and again, my kids don't watch this nonsense, so I, I'm not really sure about this, but just in case you're listening, maybe you, you have Netflix and you have a, a child that may be uh, familiar with this show, but there is a new popular Netflix show centered for, uh, that is made for toddlers that recently featured a boy dancing in a tutu for his two gay fathers. 
Here's a story you've heard before. Another popular children's program has decided to go all in on left-wing indoctrination. And this time, as the Twitter account End Wokeness reports, it is the show Coco Melon Lane, which is apparently a spinoff from the extremely popular Coco Melon show. And the clip circulating social media today is uh, from episode eight of the show's recently released first season. In the clip, we see a young boy, a character named Nico, uh, dancing around in a dress and a tiara while his two gay dads look on approvingly. It's so on the nose that you would be forgiven for assuming that it must be like a parody, but it's not. Um, not intentionally, anyway. Sadly, this is very real, and here it is. Watch. Thing that we know about you, you love to get up and dance. How about you break out those moves for your two biggest fans? Now, before we get to the biggest and most obvious problem here, I should say that Coco Melon is one of the many shows that you should ban from your household. Have already ha- You should have already banned it simply because it's annoying and obnoxious and dumb. Oh, but by the way, guys, FYI, look at the statistics on this. This channel, uh, since September 1st, 2006 to present, has 169 million subscribers and over 100 Right here, and 73.9 billion views. Don't tell me that this is not indoctrinating indoctrinating children. So we focus so much on the wokeness, and for good reason, but it's also worth noting just how bad most of these shows are, like even aside from the wokeness. Bad music, bad voice acting, bad singing, very bad, lifeless, ugly animation. The whole show looks and sounds like something that was generated in 12 seconds by AI. And that is basically how these shows are made, or that's how they will be made, at least in the very near future. And most parents will agree with my assessment of Coco Melon. I don't know any parent. So Coco Melon is one of the many shows that every parent complains about. And, uh, it, but then they'll say that they let their kids watch him anyway because uh, they say that their kids love the show. Well, the problem is that, first of all, my kid wants to do it is never a sufficient reason for allowing them to do anything. Come on. And second, they don't actually love the show, okay? Nobody could love what you just saw there, not even a child. (laughs) They don't love these shows. They are sedated by them. They are hypnotized, stupefied. That's why you've never seen a child, if you've ever seen a child like watching a show like this or walked into a room when a kid's watching a show like this, you'll notice that the child isn't laughing or smiling or really reacting at all. They just sit there glassy-eyed, distracted by it. For whatever reason, stuff like this is compulsively watchable to a three-year-old, but they don't love it, and they certainly aren't gaining anything from it. It's just that companies like Netflix specialize in churning out content that is compulsively watchable, stuff that will keep you sitting there slack-jawed and tranquilized. Well, I agree I agree with a lot of what Matt Walsh said there, but I also disagree that they are getting something. I disagree with when he says they're not getting anything. They are getting something. They're getting exactly what these producers have desired, and that is to condition them to embrace and to accept this insane, crazy culture that, by the way, is demonically influenced. I always want to say that because we go back, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Okay, the list, you know, this ever- 
growing, never-ending list of sexual identities that the, the whole alphabet community has created. Well, it just got a little bit longer because now they've introduced a new sexual identity called abrosexual. Abrosexual. Now, what the heck is abrosexual? According to Fox News, abrosexual is a relatively new sexual preference term that could require an editorial explanation, according to the UK media outlet Metro. Emma Flint, who is a freelance journalist, wrote an op-ed for Metro's platform section, a portion of the website dedicated to opinions, real-life stories, and analysts uh, from experts in their field. In this piece, she explained how she came out as abrosexual in 2020 only to be confronted by a close friend claiming that, quote, this doesn't sound real. How dare them? How dare them say such a thing? How dare them question these identities? Quote, for those of you who don't know what abrosexuality is, and I'm sure it's probably few and in between, because I'm sure most of you guys absolutely know what this means. Anyway, in lay in layperson's terms, because we gotta we gotta down it down to you people, because you're just not educated enough in the woke society that we need to edu- educate you in these terms. It simply means when someone's sexual identity fluctuates and changes. Duh, the freelance journalist openly admitted that she did not know about the term until two years ago when she was 30 years old. Well, you better, you got to get with the times, lady. And she was so downplayed by this that she lamented that abrosexuality was still not more well-known. Quote, when I was growing up, I'd never heard the term abrosexual. Yeah, because there was no such thing, lady. Just because you didn't hear it doesn't mean that... This is somehow was circulating in society because it wasn't. How many of you by a show of hands in the chat group ever heard this in the 80s, the 70s, the 60s, the 90s, whatever, whatever era that you grew up with? Never in my life did I hear any of this ever. But this lady's so she's just so heart stricken and she's so disappointed that she'd never heard of the term. She said, when I was growing up, you were either straight, gay, or lesbian. As far as 90s society was concerned, anything else was, quote, made up. But, but none of this stuff is made up. None of the, uh, but now we have like, but none of the other 4,700, uh, 47 or 100 or 150 or however many gender identities, uh, you know, we can rest assured that none of them were made up, right? Because they've always been here, apparently. She went, she said, quote, when I tell people that I'm abrosexual, I'm often greeted by blank expression. Well, you think followed by a question of what the term means. Again, I can't believe that people would even ask such a dumb question that they don't know what abrosexual means. And she said, questions are fine as long as they're respectful, because if you dare try to belittle me. Because you've never heard of the term, then that would not be respectful at all. Quote, I'm not expecting everyone to know what it means. Heck, 
I didn't until two years ago. But you should, quote, always listen with respect. Let's look at this. Dictionary.com reports that early versions of the term abrosexual came from 2013 with an abrosexual flag. What? So so these guys have their own flag? So there's an abrosexual flag. So apparently this, I guess this right here, if you're watching by the visual of this, this is UK schools reportedly allowing students to experiment with the neo-genders, or I guess this falls in the category of this abrosexual. Uh, and here is, if you're looking here, these are little buttons or pins that are made. And I guess this is the abrosexual flag or the emblem for it. And they made their rounds in 2016, quote the term, however, has still not found mainstream approval. Quote, eventually, I hope that abrosexuality will be seen as normal. Well, don't worry, lady. We're in 2023 going into 2024. I'm sure this will be normal in this society. I mean, as if it's not, you know, as if all the other terms pass the approval. But now that we're throwing abrosexual in there to be to be accepted by uh, society, somebody's going to throw a red flag and say, well, no, no, this is just going too far. All the other stuff's good, but this is just where the, the lines cross. So I'm pretty sure. She doesn't have to worry about that. Just another identity that someone might have and not regarded as as a way to be on trend as some of the hurtful comments I've received suggested. Acceptance can only come from education. We got to have more education. And guys, why do you think they're educating your kids on this? I mean, you know, this this supersedes math equations and grammar and English and history and all that. We got to teach them of all all these sexual identities out there because that is what takes front row of importance you gotta she says you gotta step outside of your comfort zone to familiarize yourself with the terminology you might not know Oh, she goes on to say that, quote, there's a whole wealth of LGBTQ plus knowledge online that people would benefit from learning. So that, quote, ignorance isn't the main language that so many of us speak. So listen, all of you ignorant people listening to me, if you actually believe that there's only two genders, then again, you are ignorant. And you need to go buy yourself one of these dictionaries and get acquainted with all of these identities. So let me bring a little correction. This as I read down here. The report says that there were reports of United Kingdom schools allowing students to experiment with neo-genders. I have, again, I know, please don't get mad, guys, but I didn't even know what that meant. I know I'm so ignorant, right? I, I, I can't believe I did not know what a neo-gender was, but apparently neo-genders are those individuals who identify as non-human animals. Non-human animals. Kids, children in the United Kingdom schools are now being allowed to identify as non-human animals. What is an example of this? Well, let's look at this. Let me show you. Quote, students in schools across Britain have been allowed to identify as dinosaurs, horses, moons really moons i mean how guys i've got so many questions how what are they like so do they come into the classroom and they've got a lot of like they've got some really bad acne on their face and it's got 
like scars and craters and, you know, identify as the moon. Because if you look up at the moon and look on the, the surface of the moon, identify as the moon. I don't even get this, guys. I don't understand it. Identify as a horse. Identify as a dinosaur. Identify as a brontosaurus. A a, a a, a, you know, here comes Billy coming in. And he identifies as a Tyrannosaurus Rex. He, he skips gym class because he's got really short arms and can't do pull-ups very well. Uh, but he identifies as a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And the report goes on to say that the teachers should embrace this to put up safeguards for the students. Wow. All right, guys, even the Department of of health and human services are in and on this stuff. New Orwellian HHS pronoun mandate forces employees to deny reality and violate the law. Quote, this new policy permits employees to wear clothing, use bathrooms based on their gender identity. All right, what is this about? The Department of Health and Human Services has rolled out a new gender pronoun policy that one heritage foundation expert and former HHS official says violates employee rights and will result in firings for misgendering. Uh, one whistleblower came out and said that HHS imposed a transgender pronoun mandate on its employees who will now be forced to deny biological realities with their own words or face being fired. He included a screenshot of an email sent to employees at the department. Quote, all employees should be addressed by the names and pronouns they use to describe themselves. The email to HHS employees stated as part of its push for gender identity and non-discrimination guidance that it says, quote, protects employee rights and protections related to gender identity. Meanwhile, to our neighbors to the north. You who are listening from Canada, if you can, because uh, Mr. Trudeau has got you on uh, lockdown, especially on social media, on Facebook, you can't even read stories anymore. You can't read news stories. But uh, Trudeau is at it again. Listen to this. He just recently announced the plans to install taxpayer-funded free tampon dispensers in Parliament buildings in all men's restrooms, you heard it right, for trans staffers. Let me say that one more time. Trudeau announced a plan to install your tax-paid, funded, free tampon dispensers in parliament buildings across men's restrooms for, quote, trans staffers. As critics say, men will just bring them home to their female partners. Oh, they wouldn't do that, would they? Let me give you a little bit. Just going to read this little section here. I'm not going to read this whole article here. Justin Trudeau's latest crisis in his policy to supply all bathrooms with menstrual products, regardless of their marked genders. Buildings required to stock menstrual products will include federal public service departments, crown corporations, banks, airports, and train yards. Some Canadians have criticized this implementation during an, quote, affordability crisis. Again, what are we talking about here today? If you were paying attention at the beginning... Paul gave us, by the Holy Spirit, a description of what the end times would look like, what a society would look like. You just think of the most craziest, wacky, unstable, lunacy-driven, confused generation you can think of, 
And you know what you get? This generation. I have never seen in the in, in 46, going on 47 years of life on this earth, I've never seen something like this on this level. Listen, these crazy people are now telling us that just us breathing, just us breathing is fueling global warming. So what are we supposed to do, guys? So what are we, are we supposed to stop stop breathing now? It would be better, you know, uh, when I hear something like this, guys, I think of population control. Because after all, if you've got less people breathing all this air into the atmosphere that's contributing to global warming, wouldn't the, wouldn't the answer be to eliminate the amount of people that are contributing to global warming? Oh, maybe I'm just overthinking it. But I'm just telling you guys, I, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I think I'm on to something here. Paul said that there would be a generation come in the last days. They'll be, they, they'll be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. They'll be unthankful. They'll be lovers of pleasure rather than, than God. They will, they, tell me, look, this is, there was a story that came out of Florida. Let me put this up here. I'm going to show you this. And I thought of this when I saw this article. A Florida teen, a 14-year-old Florida teen fatally shot her brother after they got into an argument over Christmas gifts. Don't, now, again, don't tell me that, you know, our society is just not just going down the toilet or what we like to call going to hell in a handbasket. Everything we just talked about today, guys, is is giving us an example and giving us we wanted to give you a picture of when we read this in Second Timothy and we read this in Romans chapter one. I wanted to give you a picture of what this looks like. So I want to leave you with this. This is why it is imperative as believers. And I want to I want to talk to every believer out there. If you're a husband, a wife a grandmother, a grandfather, you have children, you're a widow, you are single mother, single father, you have, again, you have children in any capacity, you're raising a household, you're the, you're the, you're the priest of the home, whatever the case may be. This is why it's imperative, guys, that we stay close to God, that we stay, that we stay in his word, stay in prayer, stay in his presence, because I'm telling you, it's going to get darker out there. It's going to become more perilous. It's going to become more lawless. It is, listen, you, and and when I say this, some of y'all is going to laugh, but I'm dead serious about this. You literally, you have to be prayed up and covered by the blood of Jesus just to go out your door to go to Walmart to get groceries anymore. I mean, you walk out your front door and you get in your car and you go uptown to do anything. I'm telling you, you are... Um, you're exposing yourself to all kinds of demonic forces out there that are operating through people, again, that are not serving God, don't know God, don't have a relationship with God, and they're mere puppets of Satan. Now, did you know that the Bible, let me show you a scripture, guys. I want to show you this in, in 1 John 5. Look what John says here. We know, this is 1 John 5, 19. We know that we are of God. He's talking, it's it's us believers and the whole world. Who? The whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. 
those who don't have a covenant with God, born again, the Bible says they are under the sway of the wicked one. Translation, again, they are mere vessels of demonic forces using them to carry out Satan's agenda. So again, that's why I said you better be prayed up under the blood of Jesus. Come on, in covenant with God, in, pro, in, in very close proximity to the Lord in his presence, because we are indeed, as Paul said, in perilous times in these last days, and it's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. So listen, endtimeheadlines.org, endtimeheadlines.com. Again, if you've not downloaded our free app, I want to encourage you to do that today. Again, at your Apple, your place, uh, your Apple store, your Android store, get it today. Yes, hit yes to push notifications and you're going to be squared away and good to go. Listen, if you've not prayed about becoming a monthly partner, if this ministry encourages you, equips you, informs you, blesses you, all of the above, we want you to pray about that. Becoming, again, a monthly partner by two different ways you can do that. You can give electronically. It's the easiest way through the app. You can give electronically, go down where it says donate, just click there and you can give according to what your heart purposes, or you can give by check or money order right there on your screen. You can make it out to end time headlines, PO box 1391. That's Monroe, Georgia, three zero six five five guys. Before we, before we, uh, come off the air here today, cause again, we'll be back here, Lord willing tomorrow on the 28th on Thursday night, 7 PM central, 8 PM Eastern, same time, same place, same channel right here until then. Uh, let's pray real quick. Father, Lord, I, we have heard your word today. We know and we acknowledge, Lord, that there is wicked times ahead of us. We know that, Lord, we're in perilous days. We've been warned about this through the prophets, through the word of God. Uh, we've been foretold of these days. And, Lord, we now we know that we must prepare for these things. So I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would equip us to prepare for these things, that you would help us to get into prayer, get into, into intercession. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, for those that are watching, those that are listening, I pray for them and pray for their, their their divine protection and their safety. We ask, Lord, according we come in agreement to your word that says that the angel of the Lord encamps around about those who fear you and delivers them out of their troubles. You said in the book of Psalms, chapter ninety one, that you bear us up in in your hands. The angels bear us up in their hands lest we dash our foot against the stone. Lord, we profess the blood of Jesus over every household represented here today. I declare over you that no weapon formed against you today shall prosper. And every tongue that the enemy would rise against you in judgment, thou shall condemn. I declare the blessing of the Lord upon you based on not my own merit nor my opinion, but the word of God that declares you to be the head and not the tail and above and not beneath. Bless coming in, bless going out, bless in the city, bless in the field and everything your hands shall lay to shall prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare blessings over your family, over your children and over your marriage. I declare that what God has put asunder that no devil in hell would separate nor divide i declare that every weapon formed forged and assigned against you will not prosper as we go into the year 2024 and i thank you that whatever the enemy intended for evil 
God is turning it around and using it for good. Come on, do you do you receive this today? Receive this today in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Listen, guys, again, we love you guys. We appreciate you. Thank you for coming on to the program tonight. Again, don't forget to hit that like button, that share button. Push this. Help us push this out there so other people can get, get, come in tune with End Time Headlines and, and, and find us on these platforms. So we're going to sign off for tonight. Till then, may the Lord bless you keep you and may his countenance shine upon you. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the end time headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.